Hello and welcome to Sombrero Fallout, where we listen to alternative music through the prism of intriguing themes. And uh, something rather different on the programme uh, this evening. We've got Dave O'Neill with us. He's a stand-up comedian from Melbourne, actor, bass guitarist, writer, television and radio presenter. Uh, so, a little bit of a few Dave facts. Dave completed a course in primary school teaching after school, although he never taught. He became a field officer for the Red Cross, giving talks and training sessions where he first enjoyed public speaking and the opportunity to tell jokes. He then ventured into radio in the early 1990s and has appeared continually on multiple high-profile shows ever since. He also starred with Eric Banner and Tim Curry in the 2003 comedy feature film The Nugget. At the Australian Federal Election in 2007, O'Neill stood... Oh, what should I say here? Dave stood as an independent candidate for the federal seat of Gellibrand. Should that be a soft G or a hard G? Not sure. In Melbourne's inner western suburbs, where he received a commendable percentage of the vote. In 2017, Dave began a new podcast, The Debrief, with, uh, and each episode he drives a comedian home from a gig and discusses comedy in their career. And he's currently working with Glenn Robbins, who our international listeners will know from Kath and Kim, on a podcast called Somehow Related, where they try to tie together two seemingly unrelated topics. I often saw Dave when I first came to Melbourne in 2005 on a TV musical quiz show, Spicks and Specs, and he proved a very welcome and entertaining beacon on Wednesday nights as we gradually acclimatised to our new home. Dave was its most frequent guest, appearing 53 times. In fact, he occasionally mentions on Somehow Related, sitting next to guests such as Robert Forster and Jarvis Cocker. UK listeners might compare the show to Nevermind the Buzzcocks. And back in the 1980s, Dave was a member of Melbourne band Captain Coco, in which he played bass. His identical twin brother, Glenn, was the lead vocalist, and his other brother, Mark, a friend of Sombrero Fallout, is a friend of mine, which is how we met today. Dave, welcome to the pod. Wow, what, what an introduction. And it's Jelly Brand, yeah. And all right, sorry about that's that. That's all right. And it's Stephen Curry, not Tim Curry, but that's all right. There was, uh, <laughs> Apart from that, how did I go? Fantastic. Thank You're you. a Thank natural you. broadcaster, <laughs> I'd like to say. Um, Tim Curry, which oh, he's Tim the, Curry was the, other the British fellow, actor. Yeah, the British right. actor. Yeah, they're both very good. Yeah. Um, I don't want to. I, 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 I wondered whether to correct you or not, and I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jelly Brand's fair enough. We all say. Do I go. It, yeah. I still go to different places in Australia to do stand up, and say the the name of the town wrong, and people yell it out. It's not Castlemaine, it's Castlemaine or whatever. Yeah. Like, as long as you don't say "Hello Sydney" in Melbourne, you're fine. Yes, you? yes, which of course bands occasionally do. <laughs> I've been there when they've done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's great to meet you, and, and your podcast is great because I'm. You know my brother Mark, and uh, he's a big music lover, and I'm a, a big music lover. So yes, and that's yeah. why I loved uh, going on Spicks and Specs, which has come back recently. It has. So it's yeah. a returned. Will you be returning? I'm returning. I'm yeah, like, great. yeah, I've done already a few cameos where I'm mm. like the idiot who walks out in a banana suit I was wearing the other um. night. So I'm quite happy to do anything to get on TV to get my appearance <laughs> amount of appearances up. You said 53 after this new oh, season. Yeah, be more. I'm up to 62. Wow. Well, I know. Who's counting? I am. <laughs> you should be on a special rate, surely. Yeah. Shouldn't you? <laughs> You'd reckon. <laughs> You'd reckon. Every time it comes around, you always wonder, I wonder if they'll ring me. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's good. They'll uh, ring me. Oh, so, that's nice. Yeah. And yeah. it's got to go back to the old 
gang now, isn't it? Adam Hills yes. and Miff Waters yeah. and Alan Brody. That's right. That's yeah. right. And um, they're all very happy to do it. Are they? Yeah, oh, they're rapt. Yeah. yeah. They all seem really excited. You've so, been in the feature film with Alan Brody, haven't you? He was in The Nugget. He's yeah, he in was the in the Nugget, nugget yeah. uh, the aforementioned Nugget. Yeah, we had a that was almost twenty years ago, and oh. that's currently on Netflix. That film. Oh well, look it out, folks. Look out, look out for it. It's about <laughs> three council workers who find a gold nugget. It's actually not a bad film for teenagers. It's almost like a kids' movie, but there's a brothel scene. So, oh yeah, okay, very yeah. Australian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very Australian. <laughs> I haven't watched it for about twenty years, but someone was saying it's re- it's quite it's really good. I, I have mm. to watch it again. I know mm. the guy who directed it, Bill Bennett. Did a very good job making it. He was very yeah. good, but um, I have to watch. It's got good music in it. Actually, it's got some good Oz rock. Has it? Because that's a nice little segue. Yes. Shall we? Because yeah. um, we're going to listen to a few of of the tracks that have punctuated oh. Dave's life yes. uh, during this pod. Yeah. And uh, what's what's your first choice? We're going to be uh, listening to the Dave? Sunny Boys because um, the Sunny Boys are an Australian band. They're still going. They had a big spell where they broke up and stuff and. Jeremy Oxley, the lead singer, had mental health problems, but he met this great woman called Mary, who's a nurse, who helped nurse him back into, like, you know, a normal life. And they started playing again. I went to the reunion, too, and it was so good. Original lineup, there's only four of them in the uh-huh. Sunny Boys. And they're a band from, uh, not Queensland, but just near the Queensland border, New South Wales. And they basically played pub rock. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like pop rock. Great. Yeah. Classic Aussie. Classic Aussie pub rock. Mm. And as as a youth, one of the first bands I saw, I saw them at the showground. So they used to have bands play in this room at the showground. They had to play like three shows a day, these bands. Uh-huh. Or some kind of slave kind of thing. <laughs> and they just put out their first single, Happy Man. Mm. And they must they must be about... Um, I've, I've since done, of course, Spicks and Specs with Peter Oxley, the Jeremy's brother who plays plays guitar or bass. I can't remember. He's bass bass, bass guitarist. Mm-hmm. And um, they must be... Because when we saw them, we were at school when we saw them, so we would have been in year 10 or year 11. They must have been about two or three years older than us. They look so young, these right. guys. And so yeah. I think that's why, as a, a youth, I really related to their music. It was very simple, quick, pop, punchy rock. Great. Let's hear a track now. Yeah, so this is This Is Real by the Sunny Boys. I'm doing the DJing on my phone, yeah. so I apologise for any. <laughs> <laughs> but this is from the second album. This is a great. They only put three albums out, and they've done one lately. But this was, the, and this was, um, this is a great song. Okay. Oh, hang on. <laughs> it's it's. Wait, hang on, I've got to put the level up. Here we go. There we go. There we go. Oh, there we go. We're in. We're in. This is real Your love 
Boys here on uh, Triple M. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sombrero Fallout. What am I saying? No, no, very good. It's very interesting good. because they started off as a bit of an alternative band, definitely alternative, mm. they were a surfy band. But I mean, uh, they got commercial airplay, the Sunny Boys, but they were never yeah. the darlings of commercial radio here in Australia. Were they not? Okay, no. Yeah. Okay. Now I just want to talk a little bit about your uh, your upbringing, Dave. So mm. you. Born into a musical family? Not really, no. no. I mean, Dad liked music. I just reckon they were very... Our parents, Mum and Dad, they're still alive, actually, Kevin Joyce. Mm-hmm. Very working class. They came from the so-called slums of Richmond, <laughs> which is now worth millions of dollars for people that don't... It's like anywhere around the yes. world. You know, the slums in London, you you would pay millions of dollars to live there now. Well, I used to work with a very famous, well, within his world, creative director who said, I've worked all my life and slaved away so I could buy a peasant's cottage in the south of France. Yes, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of my friends uh, bought his wife. They were from Birmingham to to, and they were going to buy a house in Melbourne. She goes, Fitzroy, it's like the slums. Look at it, <laughs> just like the slums in Birmingham. Anyway, so anyway, mum and dad weren't that much. And dad liked music, so he would like Roy Orbison, Charlie, uh, the Rolling, uh, not the Rolling Stones, Creedence, Creedence Clearwater. Oh yeah. Um, but they kind, they kind of uh, had. Not they had no time for music, but they would never have gone and seen bands or anything like that. Which it was really, and then so then they had four boys: as me, Marco, you know, my twin brother Glenn, who lives in Switzerland, and and uh, Trev, the older brother. Mm-hmm. And Trev was very musical. He's still musical. He was in bands from a young age, and so we grew up with, you know, his record collection. But there was a real um, difference. So he was sort of he owned the seventies, late seventies. So he was Led Zepp. Pink Floyd. Yes. And then there was Mark, who was punk. So he was the classic middle child. Punk rock. He, yes. So he would go and see the birthday party, the fall when they toured. And the fall toured a lot in Australia. They did like Australia. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah. And and so he loved all that punk kind of stuff. And so then me and Glenn were left with New Wave. 
Yeah. And Scar is what we loved. And and but the one thing we all liked was Oz Rock, like the Sunny Boys. Okay. The Sunny yeah. Boys, A C D C the Church, bands like that. We loved all those bands. We slightly missed out on those in the UK. We got the birthday party. Yeah. And we got the Triffids, we got the Go Betweens, or if you were, yes. if you were a bit alternatively we we, yes. leaning, you did. We uh, love we, the Go Betweens. Yeah, we didn't so much get the Aussie pub scene. Yeah, the Oz Rock. Yeah, yeah we didn't get but the But you, you had a pub rock scene yourself. We did, yeah. which bled into punk. So Dr. Feelgood yes. and all of those. But the Stranglers, for example, originally were a pub rock band. Yeah, and yeah. They bled it's, into punk. That's so fascinating mm. how that happened. Yeah. And when ACDC toured England, people didn't know what to make of them. No, because they were they were they were a pub rock band. Yeah, it's where they came from, wasn't it? Yeah, origins, they yeah. weren't they weren't they weren't punk, but they had punk mm. elements to them. Mm. Um, but you know what? I loved uh, New Wave, and I still love New Wave music mm. to this mm-hmm. day. I love a keyboard. Yes, I like a keyboard. Yeah, yeah very I love keyboard. we did a synth episode. Oh. Uh, still going strong in the twentieth century. It's good to see. Oh, it's twenty first century because that's say. that's the next track I've chosen. Okay. The models and uh, I hear motion, which starts off with a great synth line from mm-hmm. Andrew Duffield. And the models were the first band I saw in a pub with the go between supporting them. Wow, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's amazing. So we were in high school and we um, we uh, caught the train into the city. To, and then went uh, to St Kilda in Melbourne and there was a venue called the Seaview Ballroom and um, it was famous and uh, we, we got there so early though because we were in like year 12. We yeah. didn't know what time. We got there like at 6.30. <laughs> the doors opened. No, yeah. they were doing their sound check. Oh, right. The go-betweens were doing their sound check. Oh, and, that's great. And Lindy, the drummer, came. We thought it was the gig. I'm thinking, yeah. there's not many people here. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. And Lindy, who of course is such a nice person, she came off the stage and she goes, <laughs> Are you boys here to see the models? And we're like, yeah. She yes. goes, well, this is called a sound check, and you're quite early. And we're like, she's talking to us like a teacher. And we're like, oh, okay. She goes, so go and get something to eat or something, oh. and come back in a few hours. And we're like, oh, okay. That's cute, isn't yeah. it? Actually, she comes across. She's just published a autobiography, oh, isn't she? Oh no, uh, the woman from Everything But the Girl has written Tracy Thorne. Yeah, she's, written, she's, oh, that's right. She's written it, my, but she's big friends with Lindy Morrison. Yes, yeah. yeah. My wife's been reading it and said it's fantastic. Yeah, it sounds. Like, I haven't read it yet. It sounds no. really good. Yeah. My rock and roll friend. Ah, uh, Robert Forster, classic yeah. track from 16 Lovers Love. So you're a big Go-Betweens fan? Massive. My favourite Australian band. Oh, wow. Indeed, the Go-Betweens. Yeah. Love the Go-Betweens. Yeah, and yeah. we're not playing any today. I've, I've really... Cattle and Cane's one of my favourite songs. Well, we've played it before on the pod, so okay. people will be familiar with it. We did the Go-Betweens episode, actually. Which no, I heard that one. No, thank you. Well, the thing about the Go-Betweens was that, of course, um, they had a, a single on Postcard. They did. We loved all those, particularly my twin brother. Yes. So I, I went a bit harder New Wave and harder kind of Scar, where he, um, Glenn often uh, loved all that postcard stuff like Orange Juice. And Joseph K. Joseph K. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. To this day, he still loves all that. that you have to say it's twee. Oh, the it's, twee, twee. it's jangly, but it's not it's twee. Ja- it's jangly. Like your own band. We'll come on to that. <laughs> but Edwin Collins toured once. He's toured a few times. Oh, has he? Yeah, right. I yeah, saw him. He's fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's good. He's had a he had a massive strike. Yes. Yeah. He didn't play the guitar, but he still no. sings and yeah. stuff. Poor guy. Yeah. Poor guy, but he survived it and um yeah, he, did. he wrote a book, but I saw him before the stroke and um oh, it was he played all orange juice. He played yeah. his solo stuff. I anyway, saw, I saw Orange Juice back in You saw March. Orange Juice? Yes, back in nineteen eighty two. The, the bass player moved to Australia and he used to drink at the pub around here. We're in Fitzroy, Melbourne. He used to drink at the Standard. Dave McClement? Yeah, it might have been him. And people mm. used to go, that's the guy from Orange Juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, a lot of people wouldn't even know who Orange Juice are. No. But I loved Orange Juice. No, we yeah. loved Orange Juice. Yeah. Right, do you want me to play the models? 
Yeah, yeah. Didn't we just hear? No, we didn't. No, we're going to play it right now. <laughs> That's right. This in, is here we go. This is a key. This is a new wave, Australian exactly. new wave classic, which actually crossed over into mainstream hit. Great. Which was great. Yeah. Listen, to, listen to this Andrew Duffield's keyboards. He's mm. he he was a, key, a keyboard genius. All ears. Here we go. Nope. Yeah. Put the volume on. <laughs> there we go. <laughs>
The Models. I hear motion. Great, great, great band. Love The Models. And as I was saying to you off air, The Models are one of those bands that start off incredibly alternative, but then by a lot of the people that would know they're from their commercial hits. They had two big commercial hits. Yeah. And I mean, they were good pop songs, but they just weren't the same <coughs> band anymore, basically. No, that happens, doesn't it? We were just saying early synth oh. bands. OMD. Uh, were, yeah. I saw OMD when they first toured at, with the Architectural Morality. Yes. Awesome. Wonderful. They played at Melbourne Uni, yeah. just the two guys in black and mm. dun, dun, you know, all that great music. Yeah. And then they played like uh, Rod Laver, a big co- a tennis yeah, centre. Yeah. In, in the end of the concert, the guy took his shirt off. That's oh, Andy and so, McCluskey. Yeah. <laughs> and so did Spanner Ballet did the same thing. They still uh, looking pretty cool. Again, I saw them later well. in the career. They took yeah. <laughs> they took their shirts off. Did they? Yes, in the eighties. It's like put your shirt on. No. Should we it, take our shirts off at this stage? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. We were gonna well, next thing we were gonna get on to was uh, the first band I ever saw live, which was the specials, which oh, I know. I love the specials. Because they were from my hometown, used to record in the pub over the road from us That's in Coventry. Inc- and so yeah. you saw them early on? I did, yes. They were, the, well, in Coventry you couldn't really avoid them. I mean, Jerry Dammers went to our school. Did he? The guy next to us. The guy I sat next to had an economics textbook with Jay Dammers written on the front. Really? Yeah. It was his old book? Yeah. Because, he, you know, he handed the textbooks down through the generation. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. So, so, um, so what were they like? Well, uh, perfectly pleasant. If you saw them playing pool around the table, I couldn't really speak for their personalities. Uh, oh no, I mean as a band, <laughs> as a band, they were, <laughs> as a band, they were amazing live. I mean, those early gigs when they had the whole, they had the kind of, they were on the crest of a something, a zeitgeist or something. They were they completely captured because they were very difficult times in Coventry when you were growing up. Very quite a lot of racist attacks and all of those things, and they were the first opportunity for people to see black and white people coming together. Yeah, interesting. I mean, mm. I love the specials from a very young age and there was a ska movement here in Melbourne that was the strange tenants and no nonsense and um, Looney Tunes and later on Loin Groin. I was in a ska band um, for a while with some of the guys from Looney Tunes called Yeah Yeah but we had a big skinhead following and there were some good skinheads and there were some really yeah. bad skinheads. So um, we had glasses thrown at us. That's when I left the band. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just... Because that, that's, that's, that's a, bit a of a turn off, isn't it? That's the problem with uh, ska music. As we said, the specials are pushing this, um, you know, uh, anti-racist thing. But your skinheads still really like them. Yeah, it's a weird. It's a weird. Um, what is that? That's like a dichotomy. What is that? That's a paradox. Yeah, it's a paradox. Yeah, yeah. I guess that kind of jerky, jerky thing is not a million miles away from punk pogoing yes. at the time, and it's like those hardcore bands in. Oh, there you go, special, sorry. <laughs> go on. There we go. Uh, yeah, I guess it's I'm a, doing the technical, the, the, I'm yeah, sorry about no, that. I'm, yeah, no, I, I have to learn not to be in control, which I'm <laughs> quite enjoying, actually. I love not being in control. Um, where were, yes, 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 yes. Uh, did it well, yes, there used to be fights in the gigs, but I guess that was just part of the transition into a narrative of everyone saying, do we have to fight? And quite a lot of those special songs are about, come yeah. on, guys, let's all get together. Yes, Yes, uh, and um, they toured, and I've seen them since. Um, but I don't think Jerry ever played in the reunion gigs. No, they had a big fall. I think Jerry Dammers and Terry Hall never saw eye to eye in yeah. the first place. And Terry's a funny fella. Um, it's oh. a bit awkward, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, he um, 
He, I love his voice. So I love Fun yeah. Boy Three as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that deadpan thing. Yeah, it's making a comeback. Deadpan did a deadpan episode. Um, which oh, was, did you? Yeah, called just called Deadpan. And stupidly, I forgot to put a special song on. They were the <laughs> some of the spe- they're so classic deadpan. Yeah, yeah, and also you know like Fun Boy Three, like mm. the Lunatics, and yeah. um, um, well, this song that I've chosen is very deadpan. You're wondering now, yeah, which is great. one of my favourites. And they always play this at the end of the gig, the, t- the gigs I've seen with yes. them. Let's see if I can get the technical stuff right. Here we go. We ready? Ready to go. You can't come in. Oh. You can't come in. And as you say, that's not Terry, is it? That's Neville, is it? It's, they're sing, both singing together, aren't I think they? They're all, I think they're all on it. All around, I imagine them all around the mic at the end. Neville, Linville, <laughs> the, the guys, Terry. And now I'm a mad, massive Madness fan too, because Madness, as opposed to the specials, specials never toured in their peak in the 70s or the 80s. Mm. They only t- toured more recently, but Madness are always out here. They, oh, yeah. they, they came out here in the very early... I saw them when I was in high school, so... <laughs> In '82, and they were fantastic after the release of their second album. But they came out here with their first album too, which I didn't see. Actually, I went. I saw Madness at something called Mad Stock. When oh, they you went to that in the early '90s, and they were meant to be supported by Morrissey. Morrissey, yeah. But there was a terrible kerfuffle, and Morrissey didn't turn up. Oh, I love <laughs> Morrissey. He, well, 
He's a controversial figure. Well, well, my, my wife says, yeah. isn't he racist? And I said, he well, is, well he? is he racist? You know, he's apparently he says he's pro-English. Oh, God. I tell you what, I've, uh, uh, the only uh, negative correspondence I've ever had on Sombrero Fallout was somebody said, if you play Morrissey again, I'm going to have to, oh. I'm going to have to, at the very least, fast forward through through that oh, episode. I, I quite, but, yeah, uh, and I know, I, I was playing him on the weekend. My daughter yeah. quite likes Morrissey. So. Yeah, well, I mean, he sounds lovely. When, mm. when you play one of his early songs, and you think, oh. this sounds like such a sympathetic guy. I'd love to Have you read his book? It sounds unreadable. Oh, I couldn't finish it. And mm. I'm a big Morrissey Smith fan. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's just like, it's, it's very bitter. And, oh, no, you know, people yeah. don't, you know, don't meet your stars. Something's gone wrong there. One of my friends was in a band called the Anyone's, and they supported Morrissey. And um, he said they didn't get to meet him. He didn't do the sound check. His mm-hmm. band did the sound check. Mm-hmm. He said they played their set. They went off. He, Morrissey's band started playing. A security guard opened the side door. Morrissey got out of a limo, walked on stage, did the set, <laughs> did an encore, and then he noticed the band. And I noticed because I was in the crowd. Morrissey said, thank you, good night, and he walked off straight into his car and drove off. Didn't hang around. Uh, I think it, it used to be possible to think, is he playing some sort of odd game? But no. the things he's been the things he's been saying in recent years have been more or less indefensible. I think. It's yeah. Moza. No. Well, anyway, mad, mad, madness. So madness. I love madness, and um, I, I think I think you, you were saying before that skinheads like Scarkles is like punkers you can jump up and down to, and I reckon as a young man we love bands you could jump up and down to. Mm. So we had madness. Um, the specials, the local bands, but we also, uh, bands like the Pains and Dockers were, oh, yeah. they were great for jumping up and down too. And then later, Tism were also another band that attracted young men, mainly young men who love to jump up and down. <laughs> but Madness, I've, 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 uh, I got into their latest stuff. Um, yeah, it's interesting that. Yeah, because they, they they became more of a pop kind of band. Pop soul, I don't know, kind of. Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, there's some later Madness singles from their first incarnation, like Michael Caine, which I was thought I was love super, Michael superb Caine. song. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna play Misery, which is, um, which um, I love this song, and mm. it's like a, and this is a later Madness song. I didn't yeah. know what album it's from. It, I looked it up; it was 2012, so quite yeah. recent. Yeah, but it's 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 <laughs> a good, it's a good pop song, and. Yeah. Uh, and I love the sentiment of it. Misery loves company. Yeah. Should we hear some madness? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, here we go. Let it go. 
yeah, yeah. Misery loves company. That's what the wise man said. The remedy to be happy, well, it's all inside your head. Shift infinitesimally your perception and see your life could be better led. Don't keep misery as your company, or you might as well be dead. Why don't you go suck on a silver spoon? Buy a spaceship and fly over the moon. See the colors of the flowers and the trees. Take a lesson from the birds and the bees. Why don't you go skipping out in the park? Give yourself a chance to make a new start. Try to focus on your health and your heart. Except the present ain't a good to finish though madness and misery and I, um, yeah, I was just talking about uh, yeah the bass player is fantastic in, in that band yeah. the bass player I can't remember his name Woody uh, Woody, Woody was yeah. a drummer was he? no I think Woody is the bass player because funnily enough the only band I was ever in and, and here's a sort of six degrees of Kevin Bacon the drummer's sister went out with the bass player in madness oh really? I know isn't that amazing yeah the drummer's sister, sister went out with Woody, yeah, the, dr- the bass player? drummer was John Holland. Oh, wow. Uh, who I'm still in touch with. Uh, but he probably he, won't, his he, sister probably won't, he certainly won't be listening to this. <laughs> but won't thank me for saying. <laughs> At the time he was in the band, his sister was going out with the bass player. Oh, he's, and that's the thing I like about ska music. I like the bass playing. Because I'm, yeah, I'm a bass player, but I haven't played for a long time, really. But I used to play it in my comedy act. So... Ah. So I would bring it on stage and do famous bass lines. And, uh, <laughs> How did that go down? Yeah, it was good. It's it good. Yeah. Well, certainly with the right audience, with a middle age audience, because you yes. just play all like, um, uh, you know, I was rock like the Angels and stuff, yeah. and ACDC, because they had quite distinctive bass lines, some of those. Oh, and, you know, Deep Purple, Black Knight. Dun, 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 dun. Did you like that kind of post-punk high bass that yes. Peter Hook perfected? Yes. I, I, ding, w- ding, w- ding, ding. When I go on um, Mick Malloy's radio show, he's seen photos of me playing bass, and he goes, you wore it high. I'm like, yeah, level 42, mate. I was like, level oh. the guy level 42. Oh. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I never liked their music, but I... Yeah, it was very distinctive bass. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah. Well, it was the feature thing of the band, wasn't it? Yeah, level 42. Yeah. All they had. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in the 80s, we wore our bases high, definitely. Yeah. 
and I, I just, just because we'd seen, you know, some of our favorite bands were like Haircut 100, and they wore their yeah. bases high, so yeah. we wore our bases high. Because post punk, Peter Hook they, and Jean Jacques Bernal of the Stranglers, very low. Bases almost, yes. almost bass, well, literally, yes. literally low. Like, and then grunge, grunge was low. Yeah, grunge was low, yes. Grunge was low, but in, in it's like a funk thing. The funk, funk guys, funk you, have it high. You hunch your shoulders in front. Yes. What's <laughs> <laughs> ukulele style? <laughs> but so I love a good bass line. Actually, we're going to play the Pixies a bit later, and that, oh, the Kim bass, Deal. Kim Deal's bass, yes. unbelievable. Yes, yes, um, yes. But now I, I, I want to talk a bit about country music, because I love country music. Segway alert. Yes, here we go. <laughs> but I've always, and I think I got into it via American uh, alternative, because yeah. bands like R.E.M., who I loved yeah. early R.E.M., um, like Reckoning and those albums, yeah, we yeah. we love those bands. They had a country, they did edge to them. Yeah, uh, Uncut Magazine used to champion alt country for a yes. long time, didn't they? I love old country. Like Wilco and so on. I love um, Wilco. Um, Wilco. Um, we're not playing any today. Yeah, but I always say they're one of my favourite bands, and my mm. wife says they're like the, the Eagles for alternative <laughs> old fat guys, um, which is me. So, um, and I've seen harsh. I've seen Wilco many times, yeah. and. Um, and the other band that I love is the Jayhawks, who um, sounded. I mean, they, again, they were when they started, they would have been quite alternative, but they're still mm. they're kind of main. I don't know if they have. I don't think they have big hits in America. I, don't, I think they're big in Spain or something like that. Okay, that's their bread and butter, is it? Spain? I, yeah, I think they might be. But uh, th- this is one of my favourite songs of all time, um, which is Blue, which I remember seeing on Rage on the ABC, and I just loved it so much. And it's a. It's a it's a it's an old country classic. Right. So this oh oh my god sorry. Um, a little preview. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I was never allowed to do the panel when I did radio. Should we hear the Jayhawks? Yes, let's. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Look. Oh, there we go.
Jayhawks and Blue and the two main guys toured Australia and I went and saw them and, and when they played that song it was quite emotional uh, um, yeah oh I love that song so much one of my favourite songs of all time um, I love the Jayhawks I'm just wiping a tear from yeah cheek at the <laughs> I just think it's no. good songwriting that's <laughs> no, it's good, no, it's good. Um, anyway um, talk a bit about your band Dave. yeah so, and I'm you just, were in the band I mean I was in the band but we were terrible what was the name of your band the, the Gloom Brothers <laughs> Good name, though. And they segued into a band called Maroon Town, who, uh, Connection, where their first single was produced by the drummer from the specials. Um, oh, wow. Again. Brad, Brad, I think. Yeah, that's his name. So, anyway, talk about Captain Coco. Oh, God. Well, Captain Coco was the band I was in, and we formed in Scouts. And um, and so, I mean, we, we love being in bands, because my brother was in bands, and... And there was a few guys from high school uh, formed Boom Crash Opera who were a massive 80s great band, great mm-hmm. pop rock band. And they had some huge hits in Australia. And so we um, and so we formed this band. It really just because we couldn't play sport and it was a way to meet girls. So, um, yes, yes. <laughs> didn't meet many girls. But anyway, <laughs> we, 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 we put out a single, singles, we put out an album, uh, we toured a bit, we supported some, we supported Boom Crash Opera. And we had fun, but it was like there were seven of us, and it's just very hard to um, hard to organise and hard to uh, make pay as well. And seven of you isn't it hard to, to to get the wages right. It, absolutely. So I remember, the, I think the Pogues broke up because there were nine of them. They just couldn't afford to keep going with nine of them. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. And and we we were a weird mixture. We we were like um a fun band. We weren't we weren't serious really. We were like a bit poppy, a bit scary. We had a brass section. We had a bongo player. We had everything. <laughs> anyone anyone who was in the scout trip with us could join basically. So we were a bit we were a bit happy Mondays. You know yeah, what I mean? I've had a little listen to today's yeah. band, and I can honestly tell you, it's not as bad as he's painting. Oh, it's, uh, it's not great. It's a classic slice of. DIY jungle pop from the mid eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's not a bad way to describe it. I don't know what to play though. From uh, Born to Shops, a bit slow. Ring me up. Oh, is that you, Cherry Trite? I can't even remember. Why don't we play that? Because I can't even remember this song. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. Um, here we go. Oh yes, this is classic poker. Whoa! 
Christ, keep going. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna have to fade it down. I just uh, <laughs> threw my head in, <laughs> but uh, I, did, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it at all. Honestly, I've honestly it was so long ago. I've forgotten playing that. I didn't write that one. I wrote a few of the songs in the Cocos, but it's um, a cla- bass driven. Bass, quite bass driven. That was me on the bass. Yeah, that was me on the bass. Absolutely. Now I've got a question for you, Dave. Would mm. you say are comedians more jealous of musicians? Yeah. Or a musicians more jealous of Look, comedians. There's a lot of comedians that want to be musicians and want to be rock stars, and occasionally it, you see them starting bands or singing songs, and you're like, oh. Like one of my friends recently joined a cover band. He's a singer of a cover band. He's a comedian in his fifties, and it's like I got that out of my system <laughs> at a young age. And the thing about being in a band is that you, we had great fun in Captain Cogo, but then you support an actual real band. Like I remember supporting Boom Crash Opera, yeah. and looking at those guys and going, oh wow. Yeah, they got their yeah, they got their act together. Yeah, <laughs> Look at these guys. Got yeah, they can yeah they got they can play their instruments yeah, too. Yeah. And then again, if you look at the history of Boonko Shabba, they were all made up of guys who were in alternative bands. Like yeah. ser- that one was in Serious Young Insects, who had a few minor hits. Government Drums, who were a very alternative band, and they came together and they just decided we're going to put together a a band that will have hits, and that's what they did. It worked. Whereas we were just yeah. mucking around, having fun, and you know. Yeah, at some point you have to think, are we going to be in the back of a van going around the provinces for the rest of our lives? Yeah, carrying equipment too. Carrying our own equipment, yeah. And the songwriting talent really in the band was a guy called Mark Murphy who went on to form Ripe, who were a big 90s alternative band. They had a great album called The Plastic Hassle and they had quite success on Triple J and stuff. They're worth looking up, Ripe. Mm. Space Suit for Two was the single. See, I think your song there has dated far better than a lot of the other stuff <laughs> that was overproduced from the 80s. Yeah, we weren't overproduced. <laughs> no, no, that's one accusation that wouldn't be levelled. <laughs> You're right, it's very homemade. And, and there was quite a few bands That's fine. at the time. There was quite a scene of that indie, jangly yes. kind of music in Australia. C- C86 was the, yeah. the scene, uh, which kind of created the modern concept of indie, I suppose. Yeah, and we all, we, you know, there were bands like Us, The Sugar Gliders, The Fish John West Reject, the Killjoys. The Fish John West Reject. Yeah, they're a Tasmanian band. band. Oh, right. They were great. And we all sort of played together. We were similar. And at the same time, there was all the bands like the Wreckery that were all um, more gothic punk, kind of miserable kind of bands. And we were like this yeah. light to the, the darkness over yeah, yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a broad church, isn't it? It is a broad church. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have something. Um, oh, the Pixies. A, a sombrero Fallout uh, favourite. Uh, go so far as to say a house band at all but uh, certainly to talk talk to us a little bit pixies. about your love of the pixies i love the pixies the pixies was the first band i ever bought on cd oh. I, I reckon i bought doolittle on cd and oh. living in a shared house it would have been what late 80s do do little late 80s do, do little is i think 89 yeah yeah and we um came out about the same time as disintegration by the cure didn't it that yes yeah. and the cocos had broken up i reckon by that my band had broken up and we <laughs> in other breaking news <laughs> in other breaking news and and I, this is uh and i just love the pixies and um I don't. Know, they're just they're, they're a good rock band, but they're yeah. they're they're just got that great bass playing too. Yeah, I saw them would have been about eighty seven time of the first album, and went to Town oh, and wow. Country Club in Kentish Town, and honestly, you could there was hardly anyone there. Yeah, and then came out the following year, and you couldn't get in. Packed. Yeah. So this is Into the White, which Kim Deal sings. She does. Ah, oh. great bass playing too. Great bass playing and great singing and great song. Yeah, great. Lady. 
Yeah, the Pixies. What a band. Yeah, I was just saying off air to Dave. I saw them, ooh, about 87. No one there. And Cannon Country Club when it was still out, I think, before it came to Forum up in North London. A year later, like one of those bands, and you just couldn't move when you mm. got in the following year after Surfer Rosa came out. But uh, yeah, like the classic lineup. Uh, no no mm. disrespect to the modern lineup, but Kim Deal will always be the heartland of the Pixies. With the bass playing and yeah, the vocals. Yeah, yep. that's right. Don't tell that to Frank Black. If he hears this no. podcast, he'll throw it across the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those bands that remind me a little bit of a band like Joy Division where every single member, though, is pulling their weight. Yes, very true. Individual drummer, the bass, the guitar. Very distinct. Joey Santiago, David Lovering drums. Oh, great uh, drummer, great guitar, great yeah, everything's great. The whole great. thing just... I think they when they were looking for members, when Charles was looking for members with Joey Santiago, he said... Uh, Huskadoo and uh, Peter, Paul and Mary is what we're looking yeah, for. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, Huskadoo. You yeah. can hear Huskadoo in there, can't you? you? Can. Yeah, he's a shredder. That's what one of my friends said about his guitar playing. He's a shredder, man. Mm. Um, anyway, oh, we could talk about The National. Yes. I love The National. Yes. So I, I thought I had to put in some recent bands. <laughs> recent dish. <laughs> recent dish. 2000s National? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Autis, as I believe they're called. Oh, oh the Autis, yeah. Yes. I mean... I came across the Nationals. My wife was reading a review in the paper and she said, this band, it says, this is a perfect band for um, slightly depressed men in their 40s who likes alternative music. And I said, perfect for us. Yeah, I think it's you. I'm like, <laughs> and, I, and so I got the um, High Violet album, which I love, yes. which has, you know, Blood Buzz and um, I'm on the Blood Buzz. I love the guy's voice. Yeah. Bar- he's a baritone, isn't it? A baritone. He is a baritone, like, like Ian Curtis before him, yeah, who I think he took a lot of uh, influence from. You can hear the Joy Division influence in their music. Mm-hmm. He's, he's married to a very literary lady. Yes. Who critiques his music. And uh, just to digress for a moment, we're, I'm in a family of five at the moment, and yeah, me and my wife are a couple. Well, I've got twins. And then there's this kind of... My eldest boy is, is, is always been looking to partner up with someone. There's five of them. I always felt a little bit like there's two sets of brothers yeah, right. in the national, and then there's the singer yes. who always looks as if he's slightly wanting to pair up with someone else, but doesn't got anyone to pair up with. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> it's like, the, like the trombone player. There's a, when I saw them, mm. they had a um, they had a few extra people playing. Oh yeah, they had a trombone. Yes. They had a, Trombone player or you something? Seen Sydney Mobile last? No, I, I didn't. I didn't them. go. I went to Splendor in the Grass. Oh yeah, where yeah. I, I, they have comedy on there, and they, they ring you up and they say we want we'll fly you up and we'll put you up in a tent. Yeah. And there's no real <laughs> money, but you get to see the bands for free. And I'm mm, like, I suppose so. I said, oh, I'm not doing that. What bands are there? And she said, The National. I went, I'm coming. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't stay in the tent because I, I just felt too old for that. But I. I um, we, me and my wife went up and we just got accommodation nearby. It ended up costing me money, to, but it was worth it to see the national. And <sighs> then you, could, then you could hang backstage because I was doing comedy in some tent. And um, oh, that, oh, I wanted to go up and talk to them, but my mm. partner's like, "Don't embarrass yourself." But you know, like the guys from Something for Kate were there, who I know yeah, just from because right. they're Melbourne. And uh, I was talking to them, and then they were sitting down with a national. I'm like, oh, will they invite me over? Yeah, they, they no. didn't invite me over. <laughs> Who's but, the most famous uh, musician you've ever chatted wow, with? Wow, that's interesting. Say? That's uh, probably what. It, uh, well, on radio, doing years of commercial radio, we had Lionel Richie come in once. Oh, now we're and, talking. And he sang. We were doing like a live broadcast at some funk, uh, like a function room on the Yarra, and he mm. got up and he sang to a backing track. 
he sang, Oh, what a feeling. So Lionel, I still remember Lionel, he said, we said, what's it like being like world famous? He goes, you know, I've, I've been to the top and you know what's there? There's nothing there. There's nothing at the top. And oh, oh, who else did we interview? Jermaine Jackson, who, oh, Ice-T. Oh, well, all the big but, fellas. But yeah. no, but never never interviewed a Bruce Springsteen or even an Elton John or even Madness or... Never. Yeah, but you've you've sat but, you've sat next to Jarvis. Cocker. Oh yeah, Jarvis Cocker. I was going to say probably is one of the. I'm one of the force. But Jarvis, with Jarvis, he seems he's like a, a lovely great guy. guy. Seems like a great. Guy. And the thing about some of these guys, so like Ice T would come into the radio studio or Spicks and Specs with seriously twelve other people, <laughs> and he'd, he'd have his girlfriend, his makeup person, and I interviewed um, uh, True Colors, um, Cindy Lauper, and she oh, yeah. had a massive entourage. Massive, like what, twelve what people. They, what do they need them for? Well, you have a makeup person. She had a makeup person, a hairdresser, a manager, Radio. an agent. Yeah, <laughs> but they were probably doing TV. Oh, but enough. like when Jarvis Cocker, I think he got the train there. He was just yeah. there by himself. Yeah, and he was very friendly, and you could talk to him about anything. And so I was just like, because I remember when he went on Ali G show, I was talking to him about that, and he's like, oh yeah, that was a while ago, and he had just pulp had dissolved, and he was on his solo tour. I like it when you can hear the regional English accent in a band. Yes, you can when hear they the sing. Sheffield in Pulp. Yeah. Do you know the other thing? I was listening to a Bowie track the other day. You can really hear the the Croydon and the Crawley, the South yeah, London, I, even I, on those epic sort of. I, that's why I, I love altered images too. Oh yeah. She's got a Claire Grogan. She, oh, I love Claire Grogan, oh, of course, because I'm a man in my fifties. Of course, yes, we love Claire Grogan. Yes, we did. We love Craig Rogan. And I play I still play old images a lot, but she's got a bit of a twang in her voice. Glaswegian, I think, is she? Yeah, she's yeah. Edim- Scottish. She's certainly Scottish. I actually work with uh, we're doing we're doing connections on this episode. Yeah, for that. I work with um, Claire's sister, Kate Grogan, for many years. Really? London. The other guy I worked with for years in London was um Mike Hannett. Who's the brother of uh, Dave Hannett, who produced, who's the factory producer. Yeah, wow. Division, all those guys. I'm just name dropping. It's pointless. My my brother worked in a warehouse with a guy who claimed he wrote all of um, Na 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 Casey and the Sunshines. (laughs) And he said every time one of those songs would come on the radio, he would throw the boxes around and get really angry. I wrote that song. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I wrote Give It Up, apparently. It's like, I think Topper Hedden in the Clash wrote uh, Rock the Casbah, and then he got kicked out of the bands. And then they're, 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 they're all having this huge hit around the yeah. world with his song. Yeah. It would annoy you. <laughs> it would annoy, it would annoy you. you. Um, all right. So let's play The National. Oh, yeah, yes. I love The National. Anyone's Ghost. I don't want to be. Because to me, this sounds like an 80s track. 80s bit 90s. Yeah, it does as well. Yeah. Let's, let's see if I can work the technic- technology. Here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't wanna be anyone's ghost. 
Sorry about that. <laughs> and we had a bit of a dropout because someone called me on my phone. Yeah, we don't get many calls on. on <laughs> and I have to we say, we got one there. It was fun. It was actually a celeb. We could, we should. It was Chrissy Swan, who's a, and now she's a big music fan, huge music fan, yeah, and got her own. Well, we went and saw Air Supply together, and you <laughs> mentioned that you'd read somewhere that I'd seen Air Supply, and I went with yeah. her, because she's a big Air Supply fan. I'm a big Air Supply fan, and it really doesn't fit. With the music that I, well, all the music we play today, but I definitely I, not. No, and I remember a clue in the NME crossword, which was any more of this, and we'll cut off theirs. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny, but um, it was as, when I was going to see them, and um, the kids were going, "Where are you going?" I said, "I'm going to see a band," and my wife went, "You can't call them a band." They're a duo. Yes. And I'm like, okay, they're a duo. <laughs> but um, what sort of people like air supply fat people, basically? Because me and Chrissy, <laughs> we're biggish, but Jesus, we were like supermodels at the air supply gig. <laughs> they, was, they were all out of bloody potato chips by half time at that joint. But um, no, they, I, I don't know. I don't know why. I, like, I think it was one of those dirty secrets in the 80s. I used to have an air supply tape in my car and I used to play it and I used to love it. Yeah, I've got some guilty secrets, but not that guilty, Dave. It's I've pretty bad say. air supply, yeah, but no, quite... I maintain they've no, got okay, some good no, songs. No, They're a Melbourne band. Are they? Yeah, they formed, that. they formed at the Palais, they... in, where you went and saw, what band were you saying? You went and saw there at the Palais, the Pixies? Yeah, so that's the last band I saw before lockdown. I've seen quite a few bands there, yeah. yeah and oh, they I love fo- it because you can sit down. It's yes, perfect. we like that. I love it. And there's some idiot, uh, you know, with go see the Arctic Monkeys there or something. Some idiot will stand up. Now, bloody place has to stand up. Just sit down. <laughs> well, maybe stand. You know, if it's disco or some like if it's madness, stand up. Oh, sure. You know, but yeah. if it's disco, yeah. But um, and so the last band I've chosen is Idols, which is. Oh yeah. Do you know Idols? Yeah, they're from Bristol. They're um, they sound very angry. And, yes. Uh, <laughs> they sound like they listen to too much fall. The fall. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I keep telling my brother Although Mark. It is impossible but, to but, listen to too much fall. Obviously. I just love a good song, and I love mm. a good um, punk kind of energy kind of song. Oh, yeah. And I was actually using 
Uh, we'll play Mr. maybe Mr. Motivator, actually. I was going to play... Go- this was the song I was using in my last comedy festival to bring me on stage, because you can choose oh, right. whatever song you yeah. want. And I just reckon it's got a great start, and it's got great energy. And, it, yeah, it, it's it's very similar to the fall. Sleaford Mods, it sounds... Sleaford Mods, yeah. yeah. It's a that talking, yelling kind of... For, that, for those, uh, those of us out there who are slightly into soccer, uh, Roy Keane, when he took over as Sunderland manager, said... I couldn't believe the music they were playing to go out on the pitch to. They were play, they put on Dancing Queen before they went oh, out on the pitch. That's said, not good. He said we've got we've got more problems than I thought in this club. <laughs> <laughs> well, similar with the AFL when um, uh, uh, Richo, who was, a, who was a Richmond player, was a legendary oh, yeah. Richmond player, and he said the music they're listening in the is shit. Yeah. He said they were listening to hip hop, and so he's more rock. rock. He wants rock. He wants a bit of Frenzel Rom, that kind of stuff, which yeah. is punk rock, who are a great band too, who aren't dissimilar. Should we play Mr. Motivator? Yeah, go ahead. This is a great, a great song, I reckon. It's just a good song. It's got a... Oh, here we go. Joke how fucking saggy Your joke 
recent track. Oh, there we go. More idols. <laughs> a bit more idols. I was going to ask that because we're coming to the end. That's the uh, mm. last track on today's program. So, Dave, mm. if you had to have one record to take with you to a desert island for all eternity, uh, what would it be? I surprise you. But uh, I've been playing this over and over. Not Air Supply, but the best of you before 40 I don't know. I'll be, oh. I've, I've got the city in my car. Yeah, early UB40 is oh, fine. I love actually. UB40. Yeah. But First I, don't, album. I don't mind there. I mean, I don't like I Got You, Babe. N- please. please. Red, 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 wine. <laughs> no, 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 no. But one's like... Um, um, Ivory Madonna. That's oh, crazy. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. But I have got in my car, and I find a long drive, and I reckon it would fit into a tropical island vibe. Bit of, oh, uh, okay. Bit of, uh, <laughs> I just love um, bump, bump, bump. I quite like some of the covers yeah. of the old reggae classics. Okay, yeah. So I, I, I would say either the best of you before or the best of the Pixies, maybe. Yeah. Because I think with Madness, there's too many tracks that I've heard. I reckon there's this thing where you, tracks get played too often. Yeah, it does. Like House of Fun, Baggy Trousers. I've heard those songs too many times. Yeah. And I would yeah. have to fast forward over them. Whereas with the Pixies, I think maybe I'll go, I'm, I'm sort of, with the Pixies, I wouldn't fast forward over any tracks. And no. with UB40, actually, I would fast forward over. I got you, babe. I still do it to this day. I press. Fast, you know, yeah. I'm not hearing that again. No, jeez. So I reckon maybe stuff. the best of the Pixies is what I've what I've settled on. Well, that's Heartland Sambora for that. So thank you so much. It's been absolutely marvelous. So this has been an experiment, and I think a successful one, which we yeah. might well. Yeah, do it again do with other. Again. There's other people yeah. out there that love music for yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. So um, we'll uh, we'll wish you. Farewell from Sombrero for that. Dave, any parting comments? Thanks for having me. It's been great to talk about music. Uh, well, I don't often get to talk about music, and I absolutely love this. So thank you very much.